0: Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. I am the director of the show, Jeff Moreva, and I am here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good. 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 I hope everybody listening is doing well. Yeah. And uh, we're here to talk about another great movie this week. Another James Dean movie. Another James Dean movie. So as you know, this is the OETA Movie Club. We come to you each Saturday night at 9 on OETA, and we repeat the following Friday at 11. So check us out. Saturday night's at 9. Friday night's at 11 and uh we're doing this a James
1: week. Dean streak. This week a movie so big it's called
0: Giant. <laughs> um so yeah, you got uh, we had our we got our th- we had the entire James Dean movie streak. Uh-huh. His entire collection. His entire yeah, <laughs> the body of his work. The body of his three movies, that's all he did before he tragically right. died at the age of 24. 24. And uh yeah, so we had Rebel Without a Cause last week, uh-huh. this week we've got Great Giant, movie. next week we've got East of Eden. Mm-hmm. So again, they're a little bit out of order, but... Yeah, East but, of Eden's his first film, So um, Rebel Without a Cause is his second film, and Giant is the third. So, and and so yeah, that's, and that's how they shot him. You and know, uh, so yeah. A um, huge Hollywood icon and only three films. Only three movies. But yeah, yeah. you're right, he's on every every... 50s Hollywood thing you can think of Uh has you know and and it's always funny because Elvis makes it on that list a lot too and he (laughs) he wasn't really Hollywood you know he made a lot of films he did make a lot of films that's true he did he did, but I just don't think of him as Hollywood. I think of him uh, as like Memphis. You know, sure, and, sure. You know. um, uh, and Hawaii. And Hawaii. And Las that's, Vegas. Right. <laughs> that's right. <There's laughs> yeah, a that's right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, right. I do. I do think of him when I think of, Vegas, especially like Caesar's Palace, Vegas, old town uh-huh. Vegas. Yeah. When uh, for my
1: mother's birthday, she used to. She every time a palm tree came on the, on the TV, she would say, "Oh, Hawaii! I want to go there someday." You know. And my sister and I saved our pennies, and we took her for her birthday to Hawaii. And we uh, stayed, in, you know, we, we stayed in several places, but one place that we wanted to stay was uh, in Kauai at the Coco Palms, mm-hmm. the the hotel that Elvis works at, and the whole centered, you know, Blue Hawaii is centered right. around this. Place. And it was just exactly the same, oh, which wow. is good and bad. I mean, it was like the <laughs> '70s, really, right. still shag carpeting and everything. But uh, it, you could even do the, uh, if you wanted to get married, in that same place at the end of the film, they still had the little canal with the little oh, boat, wow. and you could hire guys to row the boat, and and people to throw flowers into the into the water, you know. Wow. It was great. Wow. But enough about Elvis. Enough about Elvis, because he's not D. in this movie. He's not in this. He's not in this movie. He, he There's not even be, one of the songs was, in the movie.
0: He was considered, but, but <laughs> no. He wouldn't quit shaking his <laughs> hips, and so they are like, no. Nah. Um so let's talk about some of the other people in this we talked about James Dean but you've got some great actors in this Elizabeth Taylor Taylor, Rock Hudson yeah Um, this was Rock Hudson's only Oscar nominated performance right Um, and he's great in it. and he's great in it yeah Um, apparently he and James Dean did not get along though they did not uh, like each other's approach to acting right Uh, which is again which is right the actor studio uh, method acting yeah
1: Stanislavski method yeah Um, Directors kind of hated this, but it was a it was a big deal at the time, Uh, and I'm sure there's still actors that that uh, do this, right? Oh yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was you know so Marlon Brando uh, was you know big into this. uh, It was uh, Lee Strasberg and John Houseman that taught this at the Actors Studio, and so uh, Marilyn Monroe was one of their one of the, one of the uh, yeah. same students right there next to James Dean and uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Uh, and, and can you imagine just being there in the room with you uh, oh, know. Oh, yeah. oh let's uh, let's do a scene. Hey Marlon, would you do a scene
0: with uh, Marilyn <laughs> just to be a fly on the wall for oh, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, during this movie they used a lot of local town folk uh-huh. um martha they, texas martha texas martha martha texas uh-huh. and um I, I kept saying martha but it's <laughs> martha and um yeah um, i've never been there i've never been there i don't even know exactly where it is in texas but, uh-huh. but they used a lot of the people so they used them of course as extras uh-huh. um, bit players um, they used some as stage hands dialogue coaches dialogue coaches to get that that Texas that, twang. That's right. right. Get that accent right, and and apparently James Dean used several local cowboys to teach him how to handle his hat and his lasso and uh-huh. stuff. And uh, so and he got it right. And he got it right. Yeah. Right. So um, there's yeah. that, that story of uh, uh, Mercedes
1: McCambridge is doing her like makeup and hair tests, and uh, Gary Cooper just happens to be on the set that day, and he sees the Stetson. That the wardrobe department had picked out for her, and he goes, mm, "Don't tell me that you're going to go and go on camera and pretend to be, uh, you know, a Texan who's surrounded by cattle all day long in this hat. This is a store-bought hat." Yeah. And uh, so he calls a, a wardrobe guy that he had been working with and had him send over this hat that he had worn several times in other films. And uh, Mercedes McCambridge says. Uh, hey, I uh, noticed a little water here. And he goes, yeah, that ain't water. Uh, he said, uh, there's no self-respecting rancher in Texas that would uh, wear a hat that his horse hadn't pissed on first. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and um, so this is the hat that she wears in the film. Right? She said that uh, James Dean later tried to steal the hat, tried to run <laughs> off with it when he found out. But you know, I think uh, after hearing that, um, uh, you know, it's going to make a difference in it is. every time I see a Gary Cooper film. <laughs> now I'm going to be like,
0: "There's that hat that the ho- with horse there, pee is on it, pee. <laughs> yeah. horse pee hat." Oh my goodness! Um, James Dean apparently was so. De- I mean, again, third movie uh-huh. of his, and final movie. Yeah, December, but he was so desperate to get this movie that he. Offered to work for the most minimal salary, huh? the minimal for scale, the, for scale, the minimal uh-huh. amount you could get paid. Wow, I it, I don't know if they took him up on it. It doesn't say it. I doubt it. There's a lot of but, actors
1: that have done that, though. Yeah. You know, uh, big actors that you know they wanted that part, oh, and yeah. you know, they, they there's usually a, a small group of guys that are are um, up for a single part. Usually, yeah. you know, and uh, it gets competitive. And so, yeah, if you say, I'll do it for scale or I'll do it for, you know, I'll do it for points on the back end or something, I'll get yeah. you know, money uh, later. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a very common thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize until I was reading some of this stuff that James Dean actually died. I thought, I thought they had finished um, yeah. shooting. He had finished shooting his parts. Yeah, um, so he was wrapped, but they were still actually in production a little bit. And after his death, Nick Adams actually provided his voice, Ring's mm-hmm. voice, James Singh's character's voice off stage. Yeah, sometimes lines.
1: they have to do uh, it's called ADR. So, yeah. like you're out in the you know, there's wind noise on the mic or something, or there was a helicopter or, or you know something, uh, uh, and they'll b- bring you back into the studio. Yeah, and there's a big movie screen set up, and they play that scene or you know play play the part that they need you to revoice yeah and you're just watching it and you know basically you lip reading yourself and and yeah. and doing the voice and you know usually the actor is still alive for that but it happens sometimes that it, it's not yeah. Anthony Hopkins apparently does a, a fantastic spot on uh Laurence Olivier Oh, really? Uh,
0: imitation. That's right. And
1: so there's a scene in Spartacus where, uh, they call it the uh, oysters and shellfish scene, where he's talking to Tony Curtis, and they had cut it from the film in the theatrical version. Yeah. Uh, for controversial reasons of, you know, basically he's talking about... Uh, the Lawrence Olivier character is gay, and he's you know uh, Tony Curtis is his slave, and he's telling him, "Well, you've got more duties than just you know turning the bed down, you know." Right. And uh, uh, they call in Anthony Hopkins, and they found the, the film part of it, but the audio track was gone, and so uh, they had Tony Curtis come in and recut those those uh, lines, but then they also had Anthony Hopkins come in and do the Lawrence Olivier part. And you know, tell you how good his imitation is is that Lawrence Olivier is in the scene before that and in the scene after that, and you can't tell the difference
0: between uh, you know the imitation and the real thing. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, So a little 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 bit about Elizabeth Taylor Um, when Rock Hudson was cast. Producer and director George Stevens let him decide who his leading lady was, uh-huh. and he picked Elizabeth Taylor. Well, wouldn't um, you? But yeah, it's blue appar- eyes. But apparently, he was told to pick between her or Grace Kelly. Oh, that's a tough choice. Yeah, okay. how about both? How, how could about he be a <laughs> polygamist? Maybe uh, this character. Uh, yeah, um, and apparently they. Spent the rest of their lives, as oh, lifelong yeah. friends, lifelong friends. You know, because you know when he
1: came out and and he uh, he said you know publicly that he had AIDS. This is the first big star mm-hmm. uh, of Hollywood that that came that came out and said you know I've I've got this disease that's yeah. killing so many people, and she was right there by his side. Uh, she held a, a fundraiser. In mm-hmm. Washington, um, they set up this big circus tent next to a hotel right on the Potomac, and it was the first time uh, she invited uh, President and Mrs. Reagan to the part to this uh, fundraiser, and it was Reagan's first uh, real uh, uh, recognize uh, first recognition of yes. the AIDS crisis. Yeah, and um, uh, you know it was really you know her
0: lifelong friendship with Rock Hudson that um, you know made that happen yeah and apparently she was not only very close to him she was also very close to James Dean and uh apparently she asked to be excused from the set for two weeks after James Dean died um suffering from depression and she checked into the hospital hospital. yeah Yeah. ended up in the hospital well Um, and then but the director George
1: Stevens um you know there's still work to be done yeah and uh he had her come back to shoot the you know the reverse scene so she's like there's a scene that they'd shot with you know a two shot of her and James Dean and then a the shot of James Dean doing his lines yeah but they hadn't shot the reverse shots of her yeah nodding or or agreeing or you know speaking Reaction, her yeah. lines in the scene and he said gotta come in I need you in here to to shoot that and she did but she never forgave him yeah Is what it said she yeah. never never
0: forgot that yeah Wow. Um, Carol Baker, who plays Elizabeth Taylor's uh-huh. daughter, is actually older in this movie <laughs> than Elizabeth Taylor is. So, yeah, she's and like Dennis two years old. Dennis about
1: the same age.
0: Yeah. Dennis Hobbard's, you know, yeah, he's he, about uh, the same age as Elizabeth Taylor I read it playing in, her son. I think he was three years younger, if I read right. Uh huh. So, yeah, playing her son, three years younger than her. Uh huh. And then her daughter is two years older than her. <laughs> Gotta love Hollywood.
1: Well, makeup does wonders, Movie right? Magic. That's yeah. right. Well, this is one of those uh, one of the first films, you know, up until this uh, this film, uh, they, the way that Hollywood did this was they would cast somebody who was older and have them play young. Yeah. And then, you know, a natural age progression. But this one they bucked that and they said, Well, we'll just aid we'll just do makeup and age the younger actors. Yeah. You know, make them old. Yep. And uh, James Dean, they wanted to do, like, prosthetics, I think, Yeah, on him. And he refused, he, you know, being the yeah. maverick that he was. Uh, and they just do a little, like, gray on his temples and some lines on his face to make yes. him look older. But, his, you know, he plays it well.
0: Yeah, and his, his quote there is, um, again, Mr. Method Actor, his quote is: "A man of forty-five shows his age in thoughts and actions, not in wrinkles." <laughs> Tell that to a lot of forty-five-year-old guys, <laughs> that's right? That's, that's a, a you know. But yeah, that was that's his if only. That's his uh, you know. What about sixty-year-old guys? I wonder. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not quite there yet. Um, this was the highest-grossing movie. In Warner Brothers history, until 1973, uh-huh. when The Exorcist came out Ooh. for 20 years, yeah, almost 20 years, this was the highest grossing movie in Warner Brothers history. Wow, and yeah.
1: Think about, I mean, uh, The Exorcist. You had people lining up three and four times oh, to yeah. see that film. Yeah, and I remember seeing those uh, footage from New York of all those people on the sidewalk,
0: you know, all the way around the building. This yeah. line around the building. And I'm, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't around in the 50s, um, but. Uh, I'm wondering, like, was the theater going experience different as far as like mega movie like complexes? You know what I mean? Like, well, they didn't have multiplexes. Not multiplexes. I shouldn't have said that. But But they had bigger theaters. Bigger theaters, or and were they in more showings? Or you know, like, I wonder if in 1973 you could watch Exorcist more times in the theater than you could watch a movie in 1955. Well, you can only
1: have so many playings per day. Yeah. You know. True. Yeah. Um so. so and this is a long film. This is 3 hours 21 minutes, yeah. right? So yeah, it's a long film. uh yeah. you are going to get fewer showings per yeah. day on yeah. this. Yeah. So uh, this it must have played longer too. Yeah. It, you know, uh, it could have been 3 months, 4 months yeah. at the at the box office. Well, you know, now that.
0: nowadays with all the multiplexes and everything like you say you've got six theaters oh, showing yeah. the same movies and so one they start one right after the other every hour on the hour or whatever and you get 20 plays in a day, yeah. you know, 30 plays in a day. That's why now the opening weekend is so important. Yep. It didn't used to always be that
1: way, but, yeah. the, you know, now you hear, well, they had the huge weekend, they they did $150 million or $200 million the first weekend. Uh, that was unheard of back then. They weren't on that many screens, they didn't have that many showings, right. and I maybe mean, there's more theaters now, too, than they're used to, well... I don't know about that, Uh, because small town theaters accounted for a lot lot, of screens back in the day, and you don't have that anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately. It's sad. It is sad. Um, So one thing that Warner Brothers did during location shooting, um, they gave all the principal cast characters a battered old Chevy truck to drive (laughs) around. Of course they did. And uh, they wanted them to feel like Part of the town, yeah, and and, uh, so yeah, they had old beat-up Chevy trucks, Uh and um, James Dean was apparently so frustrated with the movie and everything, he took one of those trucks and drove out of town, Uh (laughs) shot out the windows with a BB gun. I'm telling you, man. Of this, course he did. This guy, I, he yeah. was one of the greats, but he might not have been the best guy to work with. He had a little screw loose, he, I think. Yeah, maybe so. But Can uh, you imagine? Okay, so
1: you're in Marfa, Texas, and you're just in town to go to the hardware store, and you pull up in your pickup truck, and an old beat-up truck pulls up next to you, and Elizabeth Taylor gets out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I recognize her. <laughs> I the, know her from somewhere. Yeah. She's awful pretty, ain't she? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. Old uh, old Chevy trucks. Uh-huh. Go, uh go Well, up. and George Stevens
1: got more than a little teed off about that. You know, he he's... Yeah,
0: he had enough trouble with James Dean anyway. Yeah, apparently he was speeding in that truck. James yeah. Dean was just going crazy in that truck. Uh-huh. Well, at uh, least he didn't have the Porsche Spider then. Yeah, but yeah, the studio took that truck away from him, right? Yeah, whatever. So yeah. Now James
1: Dean was supposed to. He had entered in a uh, a a race, like a Le Mans style race, uh, prior to the filming of this. And George Stevens put his foot down and said, "No, no, no. You know, you are not going to do that before we are finished shooting." Yeah. And you know, a week, uh, two weeks after his filming
0: shot uh, finished. He died, yeah, eight in, days in I that, just read it. Uh, eight days, eight days, eight days after his final shot, so sad. he died, yeah. um I didn't know that um Clark Gable was considered yeah. for the role of Jack Beck. Warner
1: thought he was too old, yeah, well he was he was too old <laughs> he <laughs> he was he, old. was he was you know, he was great in the misfits about this time, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's a great movie. Yeah. But that was uh, actually our first
0: podcast. Oh, oh nostalgia. it was. <laughs> all the old days.
1: <laughs> um. But he's, you know, that that character's supposed to be old, you know, yeah. it's the old man, you know, juxtaposed Marilyn Monroe, the beautiful young girl. Um but uh yeah. I mean he would have been great in this. Oh yeah. But he was. He he couldn't have done the the youthful
0: scenes in this. Yeah. Not believably, I don't think. Yeah. No, I don't yeah, I don't but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, I mean, from what I've gathered from doing the research from these two movies, apparently James Dean and his directors did not get along. That's basically yeah. kind of a common theme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah he, George Stevens said he had a hard time directing James Dean, um, and uh, he started ordering Dean to get rid of the actor's studio manual. Manure- uh-huh. Apparently, he said that he kept moving his head side to side, huh. or kind of hopping as he walked instead of walking normal. Is that a method thing? I don't know. Yeah. But that's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> Usually,
1: okay, so method acting. We've talked about it, but we haven't really said what the basic principle of that is, right? Uh, and I might be, you might have to help me here, but from what I understand, method acting is doing everything that you can to kind of put yourself in that moment to to actually you know if you're playing a uh you know drunk uh maybe to actually have a drink or or uh uh, to to do everything that you can to really make it as close as possible to um you're in that situation
0: That's what I do. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm playing playing a part. I'm a method actor. I'm playing a part where I have to drink. So forgive me for uh, getting into character. I'm sorry. This is just me getting into I'll character. Tell
1: the boss. Tell the, yeah.
0: No worries, boss. This is just me getting into character. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's just being letting yourself be consumed by the character, yeah. basically not coming out of that character. Even when the director yells cut, you are still whoever, you know. And but that can be very uh inconvenient. Oh yeah, I liked your line last week that you said about yeah. the triacting. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence Olivier. Yeah.
1: Well, in this one they said James Dean basically kind of lived in his costume. Yes. Yeah. And it you know, can get a little smelly. Yes. Especially yeah. 120 degree temperatures yeah. in Marfa, Texas during during this uh during the shooting of this. Yeah. Uh, Rock Hudson and Elizabeth Taylor got through it by having all night drinking sessions, <laughs> right? You know yeah. the story, right? Of, of they stayed up all night and drank and
0: drank. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth the, Taylor and Rock the wedding Hudson. scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, they, they stayed up drinking until 3 a.m., their crew call was 5 a.m. Uh. And they didn't know what they were shooting, but they were real, super relieved to find out when they got there that it was the wedding scene, and they had no dialogue that morning. <laughs> so, but apparently, their scene—if you look really close and really know what's going on—you can kind of tell they're a little, little <laughs> peakish looking. You know? well, well, but you know, uh, they
1: its uh, the, the the shots are where they're looking lovingly yes. into each other's eyes, gazing, you know, with all this love, and apparently, people on the set. Uh, some people who did not know the situation that they were hung over, uh, that uh, they were
0: crying. They thought it was it was so moving. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so touching. Great actors. That's uh-huh. right. Um, James Dean, I, I just keep going back to his crazy behavior. He went on strike for three days during this movie. Uh, uh, he method was, actors. Yeah. He was ordered by his agent finally to show up. <laughs> well, he brought his agent in to, uh, yeah, he was on this
1: strike and, and he was, you know, he says, I need some help dealing with this director and brought his agent in. Just exactly what any director wants oh, yeah. on the set is your
0: agent there right. to tell him how to run his picture. Well, and, and because of a lot of the stunts that James Dean did running late, I mean, apparently he held up production for hours, um, causing the movie to go way over schedule, Way over budget. It was originally scheduled for two million dollars. They spent uh-huh. five million, <gasps> more than double. Uh, I mean, that's that's insane. Well, and it did. It was the highest gross. It it's been a year. I didn't know that it was in the editing process yeah, for a year, a year, in a the year. Edit. That's Can a long imagine? time for a movie. That's even by fifty standard, even by today's standards, with all the CG and uh-huh. effects and everything that go and in, goes into a movie now. That's still an incredible amount of time. Well, George Stevens, uh, he liked to shoot from
1: many different angles, and he would have you shoot the same scene over and over and over again. So, yeah, that gets expensive. It was yeah. like Kubrick, right? Kubrick would oh, do like yes. uh, Stanley Kubrick would do like hundreds of takes. Hundreds. Yeah. And um, you know, like Barry Lyndon, uh, yeah. where it's all shot in natural candlelight. Yep. A nightmare for... um, continuity, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. You're taking Polaroids, right, to just see which candles are at what (laughs) height, right? Right. You know, quickly he says, uh, uh, cut. Somebody's
0: got to run out there and blow those candles out immediately because they're going to keep burning. They said that in the 90s, I think it was the early 90s when some of the laws changed and and you got some legislative stuff where you, you were smoking less on they weren't smoking oh, yeah, much yeah. In, in films as uh-huh. well. But, and television. Uh, and television and stuff. But apparently that's, that saved a lot of continuity directors back in the day <laughs> because sm- cigarettes are one of the hardest things to edit oh, yeah. continuity wise. So yeah. and it's really funny to watch someone smoke especially in especially in older movies because uh-huh. you will. You'll see someone with a cigarette that's you know three inches long and then the next take it's an inch long, and then the next take That's is four back. inches long, and then the next take is, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's funny. So, well, I mean, we are out of t- time. Oh, yeah, we're sweet. actually over time. Really? They're yelling at us to get out. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, so uh yeah, tune in next week. We, we've got the third movie in our James, Dean's, James Dean streak uh-huh. coming up next week with East of Eden. Uh-huh. And uh, we want to give a shout out this week to our celebrity photo person, Linda Wilson. Linda, thank you so much. Yeah, she sent in Bob a great, great photo with her yeah. kids and- you kind of her kids. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. not spoil it for you, but right. uh, it's her kids. Oh, did I spoil it already? No, you Bob didn't Hope. spoil. No, it no, no, no. it's Bob Hope. It didn't get any bigger than that. Um, no, we no. ask for
1: famous celebrities. That is a big one.
0: Yeah, yeah. But anybody who was a kid in the nineteen seventies or eighties here remembers yeah. Enterprise Square, and I'm not. That's all I'm going to tell yeah. you. There's a, there's a nice tie into that. Okay. Um. So anyway, all right. right, we'll tune in next week, and until then, everybody, take care. Bye bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming
1: OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to PO Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.